guys, welcome back to another ESL podcast. Guys, we're going to be talking about change now. We're going to talk about four startups that change the world. First, oh my God, this is going to be really interesting, but let's talk about Nintendo. Today, Nintendo is worth $42 billion. Okay, it's more of four, it's made, it had made 4.3 billion net sales in 2016 alone. It has sold 240 million Mario games. But did you really know? But did you know? The company, the company, you know, I'm so excited because I start stuttering. The company started out as a seller of playing cards. When? 1889. Now, we can't go back all the way to 1889 because, of course, you can only imagine what was happening in the world back in 1889. This is before, if I'm not mistaken, the Revolutionary War. Oh, my goodness. But they tried it at a hotel, at the taxi industry, before becoming a successful toy company in 1966. So we're talking, oh, my God, what is that, 77 years later? And then it finally became a game company in 1974. Now, if you look at the competitors, yes, we know uh, Super Nintendo, right? So we had Game Boy, okay? I'm not exactly sure when Game Boy had come out. But following Game Boy was, uh, let me just say, the Nintendo, somewhere in the 80s, possibly even the 70s. I really don't remember, but I could remember me playing Nintendo games before Super Nintendo had come out. I'm not exactly sure when, probably 1993, SNES. And then the competitors, Sega Genesis, they were right there, neck and neck. Then, of course, Sony came. And then Sony just wiped everyone out, although the PlayStation 2 was very lackadaisical. But going into the PS3, obviously PS4, and I believe there's probably a PS5 that's going to be coming out. But Nintendo, again, they started, like, focusing on, like, the Nintendo Cube. This is after, of course, PlayStation 2 and all these other places that, got, you know, all these other machines and different companies. They just started coming out in, like, all different areas. So, oh, man, it's just amazing how it started off in 1889. And now it's growing to a $42 billion company today. Let's talk about Tiffany. Tiffany, you know that? The rings and all that diamond and all that other stuff. The croissants. Well, not croissant. <laughs> the crescents. There we go. Not the croissant. That's food. We're talking crescents here. They're worth $11.8 billion. 2016, $4 billion in net sales. More jewelry, the jewelry alone accounts for 92% of the company's global net sales. 92%. So they are based on jewelry. Let's just put it that way. But the first store, it opened back in 1837. And guess what it sold? Stationery and fancy goods. Now, stationery, I think, um, what do you call that place out there in America? Is it, um, is it home? Oh, I forgot what the name Depot. Uh, office Mate. I think they have something called an Office Mate Office Depot where you could buy stationery. Out here in Thailand, B2S. It's been a long time. Obviously, it's been seven years since I've actually bought anything from a stationery store. As a matter of fact, the last time I walked in one, not here in Thailand, but in America, was 2009. And this was right before I went to Australia for the first time. But nonetheless, until 1853, it started specializing in jewelry. I want you guys to put this into perspective. It took them how long to get to that 1 billion mark? How long? 
to get to that billion mark. Maybe early 2000s, late 90s, and it took them 150 years. The person who had founded Tiffany and the CEOs and the number of CEOs it has had since then, guys, it takes a long time to attain that. It's all about the process. So keep that in mind. Let's, let's do something a little bit more relatable. Instagram, over 700 million monthly active users. Sold to Facebook, unfortunately, for one billion. That's it, in 2012. I didn't even know it was in 2012 either, okay? One million advertisers at the time too. But once it had sold to Facebook, again, I think they still do have a CEO that runs the show. But Mark Zuckerberg, he does have a really good, you know, he has a fair share of that. And you could tell just by, you know, the different ads that you put up and how it doesn't like reach to people just as Facebook doesn't. You know what I mean? So nonetheless, it started out as a location-based app. I still remember that Lois Semke, okay? I used to work with her at King's Cross Dental in Sydney, Australia back in 2012, right before I left. She's like, download this app. I said, what's the name? It's called Instagram. I said, why? She's like, don't worry, just download it. Da, 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 da. And I was like, okay. I didn't know what hashtags were. Could you imagine if I knew what hashtags were back then? I would be probably in the 1 million right now. But again, you, cut, you live and you learn. But nonetheless, again, starting out as just a location-based app, and it just let users check into other places so we could finally get rid of the four squares of the world, okay? You could, you could have also made plans for meetups, earn points for meetups, post photos of those meetups. But again, it became too similar to Foursquare. Then it decided to finally focus on just photos. And then, again, what happened? Well, how well do you think these different types of companies or Instagram specifically adapted to the changing world? Well, they knew that was it. That was their self-awareness. They realized that focusing just on, you know, meeting up and checking in and getting points and all that, oh, they became Foursquare essentially. And so then they said, no, that's not our, that's not our niche. We need to focus on our core, our genius. And so they did. Of course, you had a Snapchat that came around probably about four years ago and whatnot. Then Instagram stories came out and blew Snapchat right away. Now, again, Snapchat is very, uh, very big for the younger generation, generation, but then TikTok had come out and TikTok is destroying the game. Now, would it be surprised if the likes of Mark Zuckerberg comes and says, hey, man, we'll buy you off. But TikTok is a Chinese company, okay? They have different outlets that are expanded around and they like to make it seem like America, it's American-based, but no, it's a Chinese company. They'll never be bought out. And that's what gets the competition going big time because guess what? I mean, within one year, TikTok could possibly, tr like it could trump Instagram. Instagram's got to get better. They have to get better. So Nokia, this is the last one, 30 0.3 billion, okay? But remember, Nokia was really big on phones about back in, uh, in the early 2000s. Now they are finished. I don't know what's going on right now. Um, but again, their very popular brand was the, 30, the 3310. Okay, remember that, uh, the, the game Snake? Remember that? I used to play that game in my class, in my English class, 11th grade, 2004. 
right, right behind one of my friends by the name of Ashley Coulter. I still remember that visual imagery because I would send her messages and, you know, it, you would hear me like tapping the buttons like, dit, 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 dit. remember that, you know, the number one was A, B, and C. So you had to press it like three times, one, two, what is it? No, you had to press it two times to get to like the C. And then you had to get the E by pressing it one time. It was the most annoying keyboard on the face of the planet. They got blown out the window. I don't even think they exist anymore. Now, of course, what I'm reading at right now, yeah, they made 30 billion, but that 30 billion didn't come in the last five years. But let's look at how they started. They started as a wood mill in Finland back in 1865. So they manufactured rubber goods. It was a generator of electricity, a owner of cable works before it moved into the telecoms industry. See, where you, th what you're learning from this podcast today is where you start doesn't matter. It's the fact that you start. Because after you start, you're going to go a number of different directions. Now, with my English language podcast and it being a, a tremendous hit out there, it, it was just going to be a pronunciation podcast, but again, I would only be able to do no more than 50 to 75 pronunciation videos before I completely finished. And I would have, I would have exhausted all my resources. So I said, no, 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 no. Let's, let's try to put a little bit more in there because if I make it just pronunciation, that's just too small of a niche. So I said, let me add a little bit more to this. Okay. How can I add a little bit more? Well, let me try ah, let me try putting grammar in there. Ah, developing speaking. I know a lot of students like that. Hey, you know what? I want to bring on every speaker, I'm sorry, every country in the world onto my podcast. The likes of Swaziland, the likes of Norway, the likes of Sweden, the likes of China, all these different places. I want to bring it onto my podcast. Just one person to talk about a, a wide range of different things. It doesn't matter, but I just want to have that unification because no one in the world has a podcast where they brought every country onto their podcast, a podcast without borders. And so my whole thing began expanding even more and more. At one point, like towards what, episode 200 or maybe a little bit later than that, that's going to be the end of season five and then we're going to go into business English. I don't know how much that's going to change in terms of my listeners, but again, they're still going to be learning the basics, but things that they can now apply to their life. So why do you think companies' strategies have a tendency of changing? This is a really good question. Why do they have the tendency, uh, tendency of changing? Well, it's either you sink or you swim because your boat, and especially in a rapidly changing world with technology doing the things it's doing right now, if you do not adapt, meaning if you do not change with the world, Blockbuster knew that Netflix was coming in, in the late 1990s. I didn't know what Netflix was, but they were like, what? You're going to be able to get DVDs? DVDs aren't going to be a trend. And so then, of course, PlayStation, all these other games were coming out, and then DVDs became a trend. So Blockbuster was trying to play catch-up. I remember in 2002, 03, 04, then Netflix, I don't know when, but they completely put Blockbuster right out of business. Now Netflix, man, they're making like a billion dollars a month. More than that. It could probably be upwards to three billion a month, people, a month. All they do is upload movies onto, like, their system. That is it. 
And that's how you completely destroy the game. And so in saying that, there are a lot of different things in terms of startups. We're going to be, we're going to be talking about a wide range of things throughout this nice little uh, segment uh, in both terms of reading, listening, speaking, and writing. And we're going to be talking about a couple of other things. You know, I love doing those life skills, uh, life skill assignments and whatnot. So we're going to dive back into that. Again, Patreon lessons, uh, additional listening and all that other good stuff is available on my Patreon. So you make sure you go over there so you can talk to me and communicate with me about all the other things and anything else you might, you know, uh, have a, you know, an idea or questions or Q and A's, which will be coming up probably right after this podcast. So guys, in saying that, thanks for tuning in to another ESL podcast. Stay tuned for more. Over and out.